This week on Intrigued Full of Fact. In the back of your head, you're constantly missing her, constantly wondering, is this just going to be another cold case that never gets solved? Will we ever get justice served for her? I'm Shandrea Thomas, and welcome to episode 57. In this podcast, I talk about curious cases, disappearances, and other stuff. And today, I'm doing an update on the Tatiana Duggar case. Now, Tatiana vanished in early January of 2021, and her body was found about two months later in a remote area of Siskiyou County, California. After supposedly going to a party in Oakland, California, I spoke with Tatiana's sister, Deneen, back when they were searching for her, and I caught up with her to find out where the investigation stands right now. This is what happened. Thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. I know it's been a couple of years almost since we've had a conversation about your sister. And I'm just really curious about where things stand right now, because when I did like a Google search to see what was going on, every once in a while, I'll go and check, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's it's like I haven't seen anything since 2021, it seems like. So tell me kind of where things are right now uh, with the investigation into your sister's case. Um, Well, that's just it. I still was I haven't spoken or none of my family, but haven't spoken to a detective in quite some time, like a very long time. Um, at least the last time I spoke to him was like a year and a half ago. I've tried to get a hold of him just for out of curiosity and see where like the case has gone. And it is extremely hard to get a hold of him. I have called and gotten voicemails and stuff like that. So I don't have an update as far as any recent time Mm -hmm. with her investigation at all. Mm-hmm. Well, let me let me ask you this. So just so people are familiar with this who may not have seen the original podcast that we did. Um, can you give like a really quick breakdown of what happened with your sister? And I'm, I'm really curious too to know if anything has changed with what you with, with what the family knew at that time versus what you may know now. Nothing has changed as far as what we've known. We know that she came up missing in Oakland, California with um, a man whose name was went by a street name trap. Um, they were, there were some people who were um, like brought in and questioned, but nobody has been arrested for it. Nobody has been charged with anything. Um, there was not enough findings or information to link the people that they brought in on this case. It was just no help. Um, she was gone for three months and a hiker found her woods in the body or her body in the woods. Sorry. And since then, we've kind of just been dealing with grieving and it seems as though life has to go on. So you continue about your days, but in the back of your head, you're constantly missing her, constantly wondering, is this just going to be another cold case that never gets solved? Will we ever get justice served for her? And we don't have those answers because it's so hard to get Mm -hmm. anything even going. It was hard in the beginning of the case. Now it's even harder, it feels like. And that's what I'm wondering, too, because I know she went missing, was it January of 2021, right? Like January 9th, somewhere in there. I would say yes. the last contact that she had with anyone. And so just from your understanding, um, what was she supposedly doing at that time? For those who may not have heard the first ep- uh, podcast. Um, so she was supposedly in Oakland with someone who she thought was a boyfriend, or at least our family thought was her boyfriend. Um, his statement was that he took her to a party and she came up missing we know that's not true um that is one thing we know for sure and we started treating the case as like a human trafficking case just because of the area that she was last seen in and the type of person she was associated with um 
And when we went from there, it was just trying to find her and see, do everything we can to get more information. Mm -hmm. And there was never anything like, was there really a party? Like, did she ever really go to this so-called party at that time? Um, we have no proof. We just know that, that there was, he's, when they fact checked him, it wasn't correct. We don't know if they went to a party. We don't know. But as in our family, we, we know he's lying. We know that's not the truth. Mm -hmm. Do you feel deep down that, the, that it was, was a human trafficking situation that she may have been drawn into that? Yes. A hundred percent. Why do you feel that way? Um, just the context and the people that were brought in for the investigation and pretty much that just the context and everyone that was brought in for the investigation and knowing the area that she was in. So at this point, I know that you were going to try to do some checking to see what was going on with the investigation. Um, as far as things right now. So you, what was like the last update that you got? Like what was the last, I guess, new bit of information, if any? Um, the last new bit of information that we got was that they were trying to the distance, the amount of space mileage whatever you want to call it from where she was last seen to where she was found was extremely far i think it was like over 600 miles or something like that from oakland california to um Sisiskiyou county was they were trying to figure out when and how did she get up there um the area that she was in was also very like a local area it wasn't a common space for people to go hiking it was used as like a back road for access point into the woods but people did use it for hiking so it wasn't traveled a whole bunch just certain things like that that didn't add up and so they were trying to figure out if there was anything that could help them figure out how she ended up there uh, being so far away that mm -hmm. was what they were last working on yeah, because as far as what I remember, it's a Siskiyou, because I was trying to get that pronunciation down. I was like, mm -hmm. am I saying this right? Um, so when I think about the, the time frame of when she was missing and when her, her remains were discovered, it was uh, about two or three months, right? Somewhere in there. To um, the end of January, February, March, end of March, beginning of April. Yeah. So about mm -hmm. two or three months. Wow. So what was that? How, what was that phone call like for you? How did you guys actually find out that it was her? Um, well, they wanted to make sure it was her. They asked some, um, you know, her direct family members for not direct family members, her mother, my mom for, um, some DNA just so they knew it was her or not. So they didn't really give us the full confirmation until they got that in just so they weren't like, obviously nobody wants to be that to be the answer. So they wanted to be sure it was her body. So once they figured that out, they came home to our home and, told us the news um some family members who were not there they got a phone call from them instead because it was just so traumatic it's like nobody wants to have to deliver that news um and it was just hard it was nothing you know you felt defeatless like all the work we were doing for three months trying to find her just went right out the window like in a sense yes we're thankful that we actually found her body and it's not this continuous mystery of where is she because a lot of people don't get that when students or when people go missing you know so we do have that but it's still we have no justice and and that's the most difficult part you know as, as far as your family goes how have you guys been able to manage this have you tried to hire your own investigators or, or anything like that like are you guys trying or do you guys hit the ground still every once in a while just to see 
if anything has come up or dredged up or anything like that, you know? Um, we still periodically get, um, you know, people were really invested and involved into it. Like, oh, well, I heard it happen this way, or this is actually, you know, there's people that have hearsay stories and pretend or say they might have some information. So we'll follow those leads. We look into that, but nothing's came of it. It's just kind of hearsay. Um, I've tried to contact the police or the, I should say detective a few times and that's been not successful at all. We have this Facebook page still up, but we're not very active in posting on it. I personally don't post a lot very much. It, came, it brings up a lot of anxiety and grief, I think, for all of our family members to have to like walk back down that road and see the missing person post and see the comments. And it just brings back so many memories that of like stress we had to go through. So I think we all take it in our own ways. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm very curious too, because I know there's multiple jurisdictions. I almost wonder if that's something that's hurting the investigation because there's more people more involved. How many is it just two or is it three? Um, it was just two during her actual uh, investigation while she was, it was a missing persons. And then it turned into three because you've got a, another County, which is part of that whole, we knew it was um, human trafficking. So she's from Orville taken down to Oakland found in Sisiskiyou people who are in the human trafficking world. They know that small local police forces don't have the task, the equipment, the software to track down these people. And when you move, people around that you're human trafficking, it gets sticky. Well, no, we had a lot of Oakland should be handling this. Orville should be handling this. And so it was a back and forth of trying to figure out, well, who's actually responsible for what? Um, and they are sheriffs um, here in Butte County office. They did not drop the ball as much as Oakland police department. Oakland police department was bad from beginning to end. Um, and we really had to stay on top of them because they did not want the heat they did not want the media they did not want the attention and they consistently would put out verbiage that said like butte county missing from butte county well she didn't go missing in butte county she went missing in oakland you know so it's like why are you trying to put words out there to twist the story as if you're not being held responsible for taking on this case so that was a lot of frustration on that part were you guys able to find out exactly how she died or or any of that? Um, we were not. Those are part of the open investigation case details that aren't given until hopefully one day we get justice. Get justice. Mm -hmm. Wow. So as far as um, your thoughts about like when you when you talk about rumors and things on the street, because I know the streets talk, right? Things you get you guys mm -hmm. get random calls and things like that. So was there ever any any particular I know you mentioned some things before, but any particular tips that kind of said oh you know this kind of matches with, with information that we know that's not public yet or anything like that that has that ever come up no none of the information that we've received has been accurate enough or has held truth that we feel like okay that's what happened we know for for sure that it was a murder the way that the findings around her body and the area that she was in it was not an accident it, we know she was murdered somebody took her life um and the person who did it and the police department who held that part of the investigation know who did it and or know who what happened and until justice is found or served then that's how it's going to be um you know let me ask you about this too so as far as just i want to talk about your sister some just so people know about mm -hmm. her as a person and everything right 
So, but just to clarify, if there's anything that you would like to clarify regarding your sister, regarding the case, because once things get on the internet, people just say all kinds of random things that yeah. may or may not be true about the person. Is there anything that you want to clarify and like clean up to make sure that people have a clear understanding of what was what? Not that I can think of. I think her story getting out there and it being so important to people and just they were able to relate and see how young and beautiful she was and that no matter what kind of lifestyle somebody is living, um, people make mistakes. She's young, 18 years old, out in Oakland. People make bad decisions. It doesn't mean that's who they are. It just means that, unfortunately for her, she wasn't able to come home and remedy those. You know, Her life was taken before she got to make that decision. And so just to the many young women out there and men and anybody that feels that they can't change who they are or decide one day to make the right choice about how they're living is I encourage them to please try to do so. You know, as far as your sister, as a person, uh, what was she like? Um, you know, what she, cause I'm looking at her pictures and beautiful smog. I just feel like that she had all this, this special energy, you know, about her. Mm -hmm. You can see that through the pictures. Tell, tell people who may not know very much about your sister, just about her as a person. Um, well, her middle name was sunshine. And I know I've said this before, but she was everything like that. She was sunshine in human form. She was warm and loving and caring. Um, she helped me with whatever I needed, whenever I needed it. And she is very missed by all the people who were special enough to be in her lives. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you, when you think back in retrospect and about everything that happened leading up to your sister's disappearance, is there anything that you feel like you would have done differently? Is there anything that you would tell people, you know, as a, as, as like a warning to them or, or signs to them to kind of help them not go through what you guys are experiencing? Um, ask the hard questions. And just because uh, you may feel like, like for my sister personally, she had a good head on her shoulders. She was smart. You know what I mean? She was raised to know right from wrong. It wasn't like putting herself in that kind of dangerous situation and being around um, the people like the guy trap who was part of the situation. Um, don't just take their word, you know, for it. Don't believe that they won't be naive. Don't believe that they're smart enough to not make a mistake. Like I was saying earlier and just being more aware of what's really going on and having your eyes open. So this doesn't happen to other people. Mm -hmm. uh, any thoughts for people who may have information and, and is there a reward at this point for any information? Um, there was still the reward in Oakland um, for crime stoppers for $10,000. I have not recently checked in to see if that is still available, but as far as I know, it should be. There's no reason why they would take it away. Um, I'm not like really knowledgeable in that area, but I do know that is still out there. And anybody with any information, you know, it's, please do come forward. It was a very, I wouldn't say high profile, but if you followed the case at all, tons of people sharing, tons of people interested in it, that might have been a reason for someone who knew some important details to not come forward. Well, maybe now that it's not as out in the media, it has been a few years. If you can find it in your heart to step forward and be honest and be truthful, because I don't think, I know that there's somebody out there who knows something and has decided to stay quiet and people are suffering for that. All right. Is there anything else that you want to add that you want people to know about your case, about your family, what you guys are going through with everything at this point? Um, just grief 
comes in different ways. You know, one day is good, one day is bad. And we are constantly missing her. And we want to thank everybody who was so supportive during those first three months that she was missing. Um, and anybody who still shares her profile pictures or shares the Facebook page um, and is still just supportive. We thank them for that. All right. Thank you so much, Janine. And, and I will uh, make sure I continue to share the story. And I'm sure my listeners will continue to share her story as well. And, you know, you never know. It's kind of interesting when it comes to cases like this, because mm -hmm. when the case it starts to get a little bit cold, but sometimes people either start to snitch, mm -hmm. they, you know, they get locked up or something, or sometimes people just feel like it's heavy on them and they have this information and they want to get it out. Yes. So you never know where information will come from. It might, they might send me an email for all I know. You know what I mean? You just never, you never, never know where information will come from. So I just yeah. think that keeping a story alive will just kind of keep it in mind for people. And, and hopefully you, you never know what will come up, you know? Yeah, that's our hopes. And we do have faith that one day um, justice will be served. It's never going to bring her back, unfortunately. But somebody deserves to be put away, be put behind bars for taking her life. When it comes to my final thoughts about this case, the one thing that comes to my mind is that clearly someone out there saw something, someone out there knows something, and they need to call authorities anonymously and let them know what they need to know to make an arrest in this case. I feel for the family. I know Deneen was saying, you know, yes, we know where she is, but we need to get justice for her. She was only 18 years old, just starting out in her life. Tatiana was young. Yes, the decisions may not have been the best decisions, but she was 18. What 18-year-olds won't make a mistake, right? And so I'm hoping that through this podcast and hopefully through sharing her story that more people will have conversations about this and maybe some information will come out of nowhere to help this family get the justice they deserve for their loved one. If you have a story that you want me to check out, just visit me on the Intrigued Full Effect website or email me at intriguedfulleffect at hotmail.com. Until next time, be safe and stay true. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the Intrigued Full Effect, Curious Cases, Disappearances, and Other Stuff podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the host. The primary purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. The host of this podcast assumes no liability or responsibility for any activities in connection with opinions shared in the podcast. The podcast and blog associated with it shall not be used in any legal capacity or as a basis for expert testimony. Any copyright material in the podcast is approved by the owner or as part of the public domain. Music by Pond5.